Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. From author Mahogany Silver Rain comes the book, Tell Me You Love Me. Tell Me You Love Me is a paranormal and diverse romance novella. This is the first book in the Kenya Clark series. Breaking the Laws of Magic, a supernatural serial killer is unleashed on the city of Atlanta, Georgia. Special Agent Kenya Clark of the GBI Paranormal Crimes Investigation Unit has been given the case. Her partner hates anything to do with the supernatural. Kenya has a gift that allows her to see the crime through the eyes of the victim. However, in this case, she sees through the eyes of the killer. To solve the case, she must find out where her connection to the killer is. But will she and her partner be able to work together? Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain is available on Amazon in both Kindle and paperback editions, as well as the author's website, MahoganySilverRain.net. Tell Me You Love Me from author Mahogany Silver Rain. Order your copy today. The Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book Two of the Kenya Clark GBI series by author Mahogany Silvering. Chaos has taken hold of the city of Atlanta. Children and teens are coming into powers they cannot control. The GBI Paranormal Crimes Unit cannot contain the situation, and other government agencies are stepping in. The cause of all this chaos is Lucius Morningside, A.K.A. Lucifer, the Devil himself, with his bloodline in Atlanta. He will stop at nothing to make this city his own, establishing himself as a high-powered attorney. Can agents Kenya and Darren stop him in time, or will Lucius win this round? The Rise of Lucius Morningside, Book 2 of the Kenya Clark GBI series. Look for Book 1, Tell Me You Love Me, on Amazon for 99 cents. Get both copies today. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net. Good evening, everyone. You are listening to Mahogany Says, and I am your host, Mahogany Silvering. And we've got a great show lined up for you today. We are going to be talking with Shinovia Lumpkin, who is not only an author, but she's a model and an actress. And she's going to be talking about two of her nonfiction books that she has written that I really think will help everyone. So let's give a good hello and warm welcome to Miss Shinovia Lumpkin. Shinovia, are you with us? Yes, I am. <laughs> welcome. How, How are, are you? you? I'm Everybody doing yourself? great. <laughs> Awesome. Dominating every day. That's what my pastor says a lot, so I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I like how he says that. <laughs> so tell us, when did you start being inspired to write? 
Well, I love writing. It has always been a positive outlet for me. Um, as a kid, it would I would use it for everything. So however I was feeling, whether I was happy, whether I was sad, I would always take my thoughts and feelings to pen and paper. Nice. So do you feel like that really helped you to process some things? Yes, it helped me through a lot of transitions. Um, of course, in life, we all go through transitions. So it definitely helped me to keep a level head when I thought I would lose it, you know? <laughs> that is true. That's helped me a lot, too, as a teenager. So how long have you been publishing, I should say? I published my first book in January of last year. And I also published another book as well, so two books in one year, and I'm working on the third. Oh, nice. So tell us, what's the the name of the first book that you wrote? The name of the first book is called Priceless Treasure. It is a book of real-life situations um, and quotes that I used to basically overcome or deal with the things that were going on in my life. Okay. So can you give us a little example from the book? Sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have the book in hand. But um, <laughs> I can uh, give you an overview of it. Basically, um, a lot of the quotes in there were, like I said, about real-life situations. There was one quote in particular that I wrote um, just about being active and staying connected to your roots, which is basically, you know, the elderly, their generations collecting wisdom. And, you know, at the end of the day, we show them love because, of course, they have loved and nurtured us through our years. So there is a quote in there that talks about just, you know, not forgetting where where we started and the reasons why we are here. Yes, and definitely to help us remember where we came from. That's awesome. Yes, ma'am. And before, uh, so before the show started, uh, Michelle and I were talking, and we were talking about her second book, which I believe this is your second book, right? The one with the teenagers? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It's called um, Dear Young Kings and Queens. Yes, Dear Young it- Kings and Queens. It's a book of affirmations um, for transitioning youth. It's a really great book, especially for children between the ages of 8 and 18. And it just gives them encouragement and affirmations and guidelines on different ways to handle different situations. It also is like a self-reflection book where they would read and understand that sometimes you have to self, self-check self or correct yourself. So if yes. you see that you're doing something wrong, you you can correct it on your own. Because of course, when you go through these different ages of feeling like, well, I'm I'm growing up, or um, I'm not a baby anymore. So right. when you get in that type of mindset, it would be best to start, you know, walking that fine line of pregnant. Yeah, especially certain ages when they're starting to kind of feel themselves or, you know, like guys start to know themselves, like, okay, you know, I'm too grown for my parents to say anything to me because I'm grown. But uh, it, right. looks like, <laughs> <you know. laughs> it looks like we all kind of, you know, go through those things or rites of passages, I, I, I would say. And uh, you have children, yeah. too, right? And yes, how old I do. are you? I have, I have three sons and a daughter. I have a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and a 12-year-old, and a 4-year-old. Wow. So you stay a busy mom. Yes. They definitely keep me busy. No days off. So what was it like uh, publishing your first book with all the kids hanging around and full-time job? So what was that journey like for you? Stressful. But at the same time, um, I had to learn to just know when to break away and 
set boundaries for when it's time for me to write. I know that I need to put away my phone, lock my door, close the door, and just kind of get in my zone and write, because if not, it would have never gotten done. <laughs> true. Very true. <laughs> so I guess it's safe to say you have to kind of, that's the way you, you write, just kind of get away from everything and focus. Yes. Sometimes I literally had to um, to go in my car. Like, most of my book was written in my car. Because, wow. you know, I can put the music on, and there's yes. no mommy, mommy, mommy. There's It's just me <laughs> in, in the car, and there's no phone, there's no TV. It's just all, all focus, all gas, no brakes. Nice. Yes, and then sometimes we have to kind of just sit back and chill and I kind of write with, with music as well, and it's very helpful. It kind of gets me in the mood. It depends on what kind of scene I'm writing. So have you always wanted to to be a writer? Did you know a long time ago that that's what you wanted to do? Funny story. Um, I always wrote poetry. So in the back of my mind, I was just like, you know, one day I'm just going to go and get on the stage and perform. Definitely didn't happen that way uh, because wow. I have stage fright. So <laughs> um, I was actually talking to a friend, and we were just discussing, you know, how I felt like I was just in a space of not knowing what I wanted to do with my life or, or how I wanted to – I know I wanted to write. I know I want people to read my uh, my poems at the time and it was just like hey you need to figure out if you want to be a spoken word artist or you want to be an author and I'm like wow I never thought about the publishing part of it but um once I started doing my own research I was like okay this is this is definitely the route that I want to go now I need to find a publisher and I need to figure out what steps I need to take to complete it so it was definitely an investigative journey <laughs> for me so do you still write poetry yes I do I um I actually plan on releasing a poetry book in April of this year mm-hmm. so it's a work in progress but then I also have a um and that book would actually be a collaboration of poems from myself and my friend CJ Backpack Prophet. So he's um, also a published author as well. And he, we decided to, you know, team up and, and do a poetry book together and release it in April. Okay. Wow. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I would love to read that because I love poetry too, especially because that's a lot of ways to kind of get out a lot of angst that I had was just writing it down right. I felt it was very freeing just kind of was that the same for you yes I just love the fact that you you aren't you aren't caged in so you're not boxed in with your thoughts you can you can write whatever you want to write you can write angry you can you can write happy you can write erotic it's like there's I, I love the fact that we're not caged in and our thoughts can be free so Poetry is definitely uh, one of one of the genres that I love the most when it comes to writing. Oh, good. Well, it looks like we have some callers here. I want to see if, if anyone wants to ask a question. If you are listening right now, you can go ahead and press one if you would like to ask a question, and I'll let you come on in. Caller, are you there? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Would you like to ask Ms. Ms. Lumpkin a question? Uh, yes. Um, I currently own both books that Ms. Lumpkin wrote, and I was wondering, you know, based off of the answer that you gave about the books being about personal decisions and life decisions, will there be an autobiography in the works soon? Are just a, a based on novel coming Ooh, coming to your audience. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, hi. <laughs> 
autobiography as of right now there isn't one in the works but maybe in the near future okay well that's crazy very, very intelligent mind I would love to know where it comes from That's awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So near future, you can look forward to the autobiography. It's some real gruesome and intense stuff. I hope the readers will be ready for that. I'm pretty sure you have an audience for it. Definitely. Well, I appreciate that. Thank I, I, you. I think you will, definitely. And thank you for your question. Do you have another question, or was that it? Uh, not at the moment, but I'm going to keep listening. Okay. Well, thank you for calling in and asking your question. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hello. Are you still here? Oh, yes. I'm still here. Oh, okay. Um, do I hang up? How do I get off? I'm sorry. No. You're fine. You're fine. Shinovia, are you still on the line? Okay, Shinovia, are you still there? Can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was just trying to make sure I had you. I didn't want to make sure I didn't lose you. But we, if you are just joining us, <laughs> we are talking with Shinovia Lumpkin, and we're going to take a short break real quick, and we'll be right back. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net.
are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back. Thank you so much for listening. And for those of you just joining us, we are talking with Shinovia Lumpkin, who is an author, actress, and model. And Shinobia, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Okay. So tell me uh, a little bit. You're also a model or have modeled in the past. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I have done some freelance modeling for um, up-and-coming photographers, and it was a really good experience. So I definitely do want to do more in that department as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you, you can no actually future plans? find some, <laughs> no fu- no future plans at the yeah. moment. Um, okay, but I am open to open to any um, suggested photographers who would love to take photos. I love taking pictures, so I might as well tap into that as well. Yes, definitely. And then there's commercials, and also you know doing different roles or and actually since you have a book that's out and that is really good with people and you have a great voice so have you ever thought about doing an audio book I have thought about doing an audio book I was actually thinking about implementing that with the poetry book in April Um, we're still trying to get the details of what we have to do what needs to be done um, the amount of poems that we would like to put on the um put in the audio book. Mhm. Oh. So it's still in the works. It's still in the works as far as the audio book is concerned, but the actual book will release in April. Okay. So we have something to look forward to on that one. So yes. tell me about your work schedule. So do you work full time and still write or are you thinking about doing writing full-time? I do work as well. Um, of course, you have to pay for your dreams. So until I get into a position where my books are, are making money for me in my sleep, I will continue to work um, and continue to publish because I have so many many, many books that I'm sitting on. I just want to give the readers a chance to be able to digest each one in ample enough time. And I want to help change lives. So my books are definitely geared towards self-help and self-care and self-love. And most definitely, we really need that. Sometimes as women, we get so busy doing for others that we forget about ourselves and we don't take that time to take time for ourselves and give ourselves some space to relax and rejuvenate because we're we're at the mercy of mom, 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 or, or boss, or whoever, or husbands to <laughs> demand on the time. So I think that yes. would be great. So what is the yes, most difficult yes. part about writing for you? Writer's block. <laughs> Writer's block. Oh. Writer's block is the worst. It's for an being an author and not being able to write is like not being able to breathe. And when I come to those roadblocks, it's just it can be very depressing. So I try my best to try to do something else and come back to it. But when it doesn't flow for me, it's right. the worst. Definitely. <laughs> find it going for a walk so not just to get in, get out of my headspace for a little bit and maybe it'll turn the tap on again or even listen to music and dancing it's just some of the things yes. I do for writer's or block or you can eat and come back <laughs> come back <laughs> you know you can, you can eat you it's good eat. for the soul <laughs> it's good for the soul and then you just might eat something that's just so amazing and you're just like you know what I'm ready I'm ready to yeah, go back and take on the world so, yes. Yeah, and sometimes we probably only need it with a snack in the first place. <laughs> kind of get everything flowing. Yeah. 
when you when you're binge writing, you you don't really think about food because once you're in the zone, you're, you're in the trying, zone. And yeah. You don't want to break it or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. But uh, then when the stomach calls, you have to step away just for a little bit, <laughs> and then you get right <laughs> back to, to it. Things, yeah, I try to keep things close by. You know, especially because I'm a really kind of a if I forget to eat, it's like a little snacky thing. So I'll have uh, nuts or fruit or something that I can munch on while I'm without having to do too much fussing about that way I can kind of get something in my stomach but I continue in my writing space healthy eating yes makes sense yes because I was really bad at at it before just the whole Twizzlers was my go to snack (laughs) before you know Twizzlers yeah Twizzlers oh my god yes those that and uh, fudge round I have to kind of stay away from that. <laughs> I still have not gone back Mine's to eating. Mine are around. definitely the honey buns, which I have stopped. Oh, yes. I'm very proud of myself. Honey <laughs> buns were definitely my go-to food until I realized that the pounds were getting on faster yeah, than oh, I could get yes. them off. Exactly. <laughs> definitely. And, then we, you know, we sit a lot because we're writing, so we definitely have to make that <laughs> just. I just for that because oh yeah because before you know it I'm sitting there eating a bag of chips and you've eaten a whole bag and you don't realize it until you portion it out (laughs) that you could eat that whole bag exactly so what is uh, is there anything emotionally draining about writing I mean besides when you get writer's block because sometimes writing can be draining. Mm-hmm. I feel like writing is an emotional roller coaster anyway, so it's True. not really, really draining. But there are times when you you write about things that are very personal. Or yes. You, mm, yes. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Um, it can be definitely overwhelming just feelings of being overwhelmed and sometimes it can be a relief so it all depends on the subject that you're actually touching on at the time so do you find like with your first book Priceless Treasures was there something that you wrote about that maybe were a little close to the heart for you that may have affected you emotionally while you, as you were writing it Ooh, um <laughs> uh I did lose my grandmother um, during the process of writing my book, and I actually thought about not publishing it because wow. uh, one of the main reasons that I wanted to complete it is I wanted I wanted her to be proud of me. I wanted her to see that I accomplished something something great. And um, during her the process of her passing, it was definitely hard. It was wow. very, very hard for me. And I actually put a tribute to her in the back of the book, which is right after the last insert. It just, it talks about her wants and my, my feelings right. about the things that she wanted before she left here and just the whole transition itself and how I felt after she left. Wow. But, um, and then I also dedicated the book to her as well. So her name will live on forever and oh, ever and ever. Cool. Nice. Well, it looks like we have a question from one of our callers. So I'm going to connect him. Okay. Yes, caller, you're on the line. Tell us your first name. You said your name was Kevin. Oh, okay. So, how you doing, Shinobia? I have two questions for you. Okay. Um, my first question is, I want to know is how old were you when you started writing or uh, really considered yourself having a gift in writing? I don't know exactly how old I was. But I will say that I was in the fourth grade, and um, my fourth grade teacher, she created this assignment for us to write a 
poem dedicated to black history. And I did all of this research and I ended up writing this poem and my teacher cried. And it was very shocking because oh. I was like, did I do bad? <laughs> but, very powerful. Well, she told me that it was amazing and that, that I had a gift. And I was just like, okay. And I really didn't, you know, think too much of it. But as I continued to write, because I definitely became more more focused on writing from that age on up, so I started to see it myself bits and pieces. Um, I have a second question for you. So, um, did you always, since well, since you said your fourth grade teacher kind of, yeah, I guess, uh, opened that door for you to, to see that you can actually touch somebody emotionally? Uh, did you? Did that give you the courage to want to write publicly, or was you reluctant, or how did that actually come about, I guess, uh, you to actually want to embark on the world and give us your ideas and your thoughts and stuff, or your experiences, I should say? For me, the transition with... The transition with my writing when I decided that I wanted to start sharing um, was when I was going through a situation with my health, and it was really, really bad. And I honestly thought that I thought that I wouldn't, like I wouldn't see another year. So I decided to start sending messages to my family and my friends. In the hospital, I started sending messages to them every day, just like, you know, appreciate life and no matter what, don't give up, keep trying. And in doing so, I I realized that people were very grateful and they started encouraging me the same way that I was encouraging them. So it was definitely a a, a cycle just of breathing life into to others and, and receiving life into myself as well. Nice. Definitely, um, those are my two questions, so you definitely uh, asked those very well. For me. So, Thank you. I uh, just wanted to know a little more about your craft and the way, because I actually think about my own craft, but I'm a little more shy to go out and give my talent to the world like that. So, I, you know, I just want to know what made you jump off that cliff. So that's cool. Thank you. Just believing in you. yourself and, and having others believe in you as well, just to have, even if it's just one person to get in your ear and tell you, like, you can do this. Exactly. Just yes. go for it. You got to take that leap of faith. Definitely. Well, thank you, Kevin, for calling in, and, and thank you for listening. No, you can stay on the line. I'll just switch you over, and you okay. can continue to the show. Thank you. All right. Okay, and if anyone else has a question, please hit that number one button, and we'll let you ask your question on the air. Still, you still with us, right? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, <laughs> so let me show you there. All right. So, what is your favorite part about the publishing journey? And lots of people have different stories, some horror stories, some good. But what has been your favorite part? For My favorite part is when the book actually goes live. Like when you can. When you're completely done Mm -hmm. and you get a chance to put it up on whatever platform, whether it be Lulu's or Amazon or just wherever you publish, decide to put your book, being able to see it there, seeing your name, 
to physically touch the book is everything to me. Like, once I'm yes. done writing and I get it in the mail, I'm like, it's done. Yes. It's done. Yes. <laughs> you get to feel it, so, pick it up, yes. show it off. <laughs> so have you had any it's book finished. signings yet? Have I had my own personal book signings? No, not as of yet. Um, that is also something that is in the works. But I have been to, um, like, book expos and things like that. So I have got a chance to meet people and sign books face-to-face with them, but not more so in an intimate setting. Ah, so where the the focus is, you'd be the feature. So no Barnes & Noble bookstore book signings. No. Those are coming up. Those are coming up. They're very easy to get into and... You know, you have someone promoting you, or do you do your own promotions? I do my own promotions, but, again, I am looking into expanding. This is my year of expansion, so I definitely will be tapping into a lot of promoting retreats. Like, I'm actually getting ready to go to this author retreat on February the 7th and 8th. Okay. It's going to be here in downtown Miami, and it's called Black Girls Who Write. So I am looking forward to this because they are going to teach us about marketing, social media, websites, um, digital design, just a little bit of everything. Yes, definitely. I cannot wait to just consume all of that knowledge. Yes, which will take you up another level and get you where you need to be because definitely your books are where a lot of people are searching for and they that they really need it truly teenagers I think that would probably be the one of the first books I give to my <laughs> I've got two here so I would love for them to read it so that you know now my son is not into reading as much but you know I'll have to push him toward it <laughs> he, he's more of a it's man actually Okay, my sons are the same way. Like they, they write their own stories. They're they're into numbers. They're very calculated, but at the same time, they actually love Dear Young Kings and Queens because one, they said the fun is bigger, so it's not a <laughs> it's not a lot of reading. Oh. At the same time, it's the content. They actually quote me sometimes, and I'm like, okay, you are listening. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's very good. Well, that is amazing. You can get your sons involved in something that you're actually doing. Usually it's mom, you know, the stuff I write, you know, which is mostly interracial romance or romance books. And uh, my kids are kind of like, uh, no. <laughs> the two younger ones, anyway. <laughs> the older ones, yes, yeah, they'll read it, but the two younger ones are like, eh. <laughs> Do they write at all or no? <laughs> uh, no, actually, they don't. Uh, my son is that's his least favorite thing to do is writing, but he will read. Oh. He will read. Okay. He will read manga books. So, you know, Japanese manga, if you're familiar with that. Okay. It's like Japanese anime, but it's written. (laughs) And you actually read the book. You know how we normally read a book uh, left to right? This way you read it right to left. Well, that's different. That's very different. different. They seem to like it. And it looks like you have another question. So, hang on. We're going to connect this caller. Okay. Okay, caller, you are on the on the air. Your next question. Hi, this is Megan. How you doing, Shinovia? I'm good at yourself. I'm good, thank you. Uh, my question for you is: with the two books you have now, Priceless Treasures and Dear Young King and Queen, as well as the book that will be out in April for poetry. What can we exactly expect from you at the end of the year? And I know I may be jumping the gun a bit, but it seems as though you're doing phenomenal work in writing books for adults, young children, as well as poetry for possibly everyone in its entirety. So I just would like to know uh, what more can we expect from you? Great question. That is a great question, isn't it? Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay. I am also working on a a book called Woman to Woman. 
That one is actually halfway through as well. It is a book for for women, of course, to kind of, again, self-reflect. Um, a lot of women, we don't know how to love ourselves. So because we don't know how to love ourselves due to maybe lack of parental guidance or just life in itself, we tend to fall weak and victim to to men. And a lot of times we as women, we bash the other woman or bash other women because we don't know how to deal with our own emotions or how to address the male. So I, um, I've been working on that. That's something to look forward to towards the end of the year. And oh, I am. <laughs> yes, that one has been in the works for a while. But I, it's like a stop and go with that project because you got to have material. Like for me, I, I write at the most spontaneous times of the day. It's just whenever it comes to me, whether I need to pull over and and write, I do it. So if I see that I'm getting upset about a situation that I can't change or is beyond my control, I kind of have to pull over and be like, listen, you got to do better. Right. You got to do better, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's just changing the way that I eat, changing the way that I think, changing the way that I see things, especially, you know, with dealing with with my appearance. So I know that I'm a very beautiful woman, but at times I have insecure moments and I have to check myself like, hey, yeah. mm-hmm. you tripping? You got to mm-hmm. get it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's a work in progress. But it, that book is definitely going to be, be very powerful for whomever decides to take the time to ingest it. Definitely. Well, I can say I will definitely be the first to ingest it because from how you spoke about this book, it sounds as if um, it's pertaining to a lot of young women like you and I. So I'll definitely be out on the look for that one. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you, Thank Megan. you. Thank you for what you're doing. Did you have another question, Megan, or was that it? No, ma'am, I'm actually done with my questions. Thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> You're, welcome, You're welcome, and thank, thank you, you for, for calling. calling. You can still continue thank to listen. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. I will, definitely. Thank you. Okay. So that was a really good question, and it's a really good book to look forward to, and not just for younger women, but older women as well. Sometimes we don't always, you know, put ourselves first, or we've had deep-seated hurts that have shaped our character and the way we do things. So, definitely. This is true. What are you going to call it? That is, do you know? That book is actually going to be called Woman to Woman. Oh, um, nice. I'm working on the cover as we speak because I do nice. want to start promote. I'm going to start promoting maybe in May. But, um, yes. That is that is my, my baby. I'm working on it. Nice. That's definitely something to look forward to. So we are going to take a short break, and just for a little okay. music break, and we'll be right back. Awesome. You are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net.
Miami clean. That's what we stand for. Y'all fall for anything. West side, west side. By the way, live forever for love, or you can die today. are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silvering. MahoganySilvering.net And we are back. You are listening to Mahogany Says with your host, Mahogany Silvering. And we are talking with Shinovia Lumpkin. And we are taking questions. If any of the callers would like to come in and ask her a question, the lines are open. Just press the number one. So, Ms. Genovia, let's ask some personal questions, if you don't mind. Personal questions. Go ahead. Shoot. (laughs) Okay. So, what did you want to be when you grew up, when you were little? The first thing is, when I grew up, I'm going to be... I had so many of <laughs> my 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 occupation changed every year. Um, there was a year that I wanted to be a lawyer. There was a year that I wanted to be an actress. Uh, for a couple of years, <laughs> wow. I wanted to be a singer. Right. So it just it kind of bounced all over the place. Every Lisa time <laughs> I did something, it it was just it changed. It just changed yes. every time. But for, you do. We all yeah. do. It wasn't until um, until I became an adult that wow. I decided that um, this is this is what I want to do. This is what I love to do. I, I love to write, so this is this is my career path. This is my choice. This is my passion. This is my gift. So this is what we're getting. All right, and that's the best thing to do it because if, if you really love what you do, it's not a job. And it looks like we have some calls here. Are you ready to take some calls for some questions? Okay. Caller, you were on the line. You can ask your question. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Anyone there? Okay. All right, we'll go to the second caller. Outriding, writing music or ghostwriting or anything of that nature? Hello. Oh, say say again. I heard you speaking about music, that you like music at one point. Um, have you ever thought about writing music or writing for people as ghostwriters or, or anything in that field? I have some written music that I am thinking about sharing. And, yes, ghostwriting is something that I do want to tap into as well. I don't want to be in the spotlight, but I can surely write it for someone else to to shine. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's um, one question I just wanted to ask. That's all. Oh, that's it? Okay. Awesome. And what Thank was your name? <laughs> Diana. Diana, thank you for calling and asking your question. No problem. And if anyone else has any questions, go ahead and push that number one button and I'll connect you. And it looks like we might have another call here. Let's see. You are on the air. Hello? You're on the air, caller. Do you have a question? 
No, I guess they're either we can't hear them or some kind of misconnection there. I'm not sure. It's very uh, quiet. I know, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, moving on. So, right. uh, what was your dream job when you were younger? I know you said you moved around, you know, to different things that you wanted to do, but what did you consider at one point that was your dream job, if you could do anything? I wanted to travel the world, so I wanted to be a flight attendant. <laughs> oh. I, I, I wanted to see the world, world. so <laughs> what better way to see the world than to be yes. on flight? For free. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> right, for definitely. free. Oh, that changed for, for free. Me? 9-11, 9-11, it changed that for me. I, I think was it like, changed I don't, yes. think I want, I want to do that. I don't think I want to do that anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, the best, that's the biggest, one of the biggest things, because especially on international flights, I mean, I was just domestic flight attendant for United Airlines, but I, okay. and also for United Express. They have a smaller planes where you only have uh, one flight attendant per 50 passengers. So it was, okay. you know, a little smaller airplane. But still, you know, if, if one of their engines, you know, failed, we could coast. <laughs> it wasn't like the big 747, oh, those big the Boeing airs. No, they would just kind of drop. But uh, yeah, after 9-11, um, I had kind of gotten out before then because I had two little ones and I kind of had a nanny, but I was home for three days and I worked for four days. Or rather, I'm sorry, okay. worked for four days, worked for three days, and then I was home for four days. With the first day deadheading from my job to home, and then the fourth day I would be deadheading back to work. That's what we called it, wow. catching a flight to go back to our our station. So and I was in and out of uh, Denver, Colorado, which I love. DIA it was a great airport, huge. But it was not fun. On but, my yeah. list of places to visit. Visit, yes. Must definitely see. Because I love the mountains. One of the coldest was South Dakota. <laughs> North and South Dakota. Really cold. And uh, Wyoming. Beautiful, beautiful, but really cold. And I was the only black person I saw. <laughs> oh, wow. I was what was that like? Jackson Hole, Wyoming, that was interesting. But, you know, people weren't staring at me in a bad way. It's just that there were no other black people there in the town that we stopped. So uh, it was just myself and the pilots. we get off the plane and, you know, we couldn't, uh, you know, we'd have to take our insignias off if we went into any place that had a bar or anything like that. So we would try to go to our hotel and change uniforms and then, go out and get something to eat and usually people were just staring a lot and I'm just kind of like what is wrong but they're like the way just says uh, no no it's just that we don't get many black people here <laughs> I'm like oh okay <laughs> but they just like ask me questions like do I know Oprah and I'm like no I wish I did but nope <laughs> do you know so Oprah yeah they were like asking do I know I said no <laughs> I don't know Oprah I wish I did but <laughs> one day I will and one day you will too, because she's got to have our books on there. Exactly. We're gonna <laughs> sit on her couch. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna be sit like, on her couch. That's you right. get a car. You get a car. Yeah, get Everybody a car. gets a car. Don't <laughs> speak that right now. We are both gonna meet over. <laughs> yes. Most definitely. Yes, because we all we start somewhere, right? And as soon as you keep going, and right. like I said, she, you've had a phenomenal year. It seems like where you've got. So much, and you've definitely, by the amount of callers and people are listening, you have an audience. You have a big audience. So that is definitely something. I would definitely see you. I definitely see you doing that. And we only have a few more minutes, but if you want to tell our audience and where they can find your books, uh, if you have a website or any social pages they can follow you on. Well, I am on Instagram underscore. Priceless Treasures, one word, and you can purchase my books available on Amazon, Dear Young Kings and Queens, as well as Priceless Treasures, and you can either put in the name or you can put in the author's name, which is Shinovia Lumpkin, S as in Sam, H as in Harry, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, O as in Oliver, V as in Victor, I, A, Lumpkin. Nice. Oh, yeah. 
So let's see. What else can I ask? Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the best part of your day? Nap time. <laughs> <laughs> Nap time. Because there's so much going on. So when I get I a chance to just, <laughs> just get some sleep, catch some body heat, and yes. just, yes, that's my rejuvenation. Take my nap and rejuvenate to start all over and do it all over again tomorrow. Nice. Oh yeah, we definitely need the naps. And the, and the older you get, the more you look forward to money. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. But I can't wait to come to Atlanta so I can meet you in person yeah. and swap some books. Definitely, definitely. Because we have a lot of things. Pick your brain for sure. Yes. Yes. And so you, you're writing nonfiction, so you get to write more for, you know, where you actually help people. And I, I love that, that I have not, you know, I haven't, you're the first one I've actually come across that I've interviewed that writes nonfiction. That's really, it's really helpful. And you seem like you have a lot of, you know, information for people. And I think that that's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I thank you for having you on the show. That. And thank I, I love you. talking thank with you. For you. Having and I'd love to have you back when you have your poetry book comes out. Okay. And definitely okay. when yes, Woman ma'am. to Woman comes out, because we're going to talk about that. So definitely. Oh, yeah. I'd love to have that you back. That one right there. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Most definitely. And thank you all again for listening tonight to Mahogany says with your host Mahogany Silver Rain I wish you a wonderful night blessings, peace and love good night good night you are listening to Mahogany Says Radio Show with Mahogany Silver Rain MahoganySilverRain.net You have been listening to Mahogany Says with Mahogany Silverine at MahoganySilverine.net. Thank you and good night.